Well, it's one of our favorite episodes to do a mailbag episode on the Locked on Race podcast. And this one includes a voice memo. We're going to be talking about stadium features, long-term contracts, and maybe perhaps what the Rays might need during the trade deadline. Let's get started right now. You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Mailbag episode, this first one, a voice memo. Hey guys, happy July and happy all-star break. Uh, This is a question from me, from Mia. Is it time that we give Randy Rosarena a contract? Uh, We watched him last night in the home run derby and I thought not only did he, I think, far exceed expectations and what he actually did home run wise, but he also did a really great job with the PR. And I know that Wander is the future face of the franchise, but I think to be honest right now, Randy is the face that people know. Um, and I just wonder if that's something the Rays should capitalize on or whether they're going to keep him in the back pocket as a trade piece. What do you guys think? All right, Ulysses, what do you say on this matter? Well, thank you, Mia, for giving us that voice memo, first of all. Okay, we can go like a million different ways with this. Yeah. The wants and the probably what will happen. The wants is, yeah, I would I would love to have Randy Rosarena be a Ray for life. Um, I think this, this guy uh, is a hard worker. He has elevated his game, so that means that he's able to grow, to get better. And all of the things, I mean, especially with the walk rate, I'm looking at it right now from last year, it went from 7.1 to 12.5% um, this year, which is amazing. And his strikeout rate remained the same. So he's just a better, better, he's just a better player. Um, now, the real answer is that he is going to be a free agent starting the 2027 season, which means that the Rays have him under control 24, 25, and 26. So they already have three years of control. And he's 28, which means that he will be, what, 28? So 29, 30, 31. 31 by the time that he is out of contract or under term, under team control. It would be very odd for me to, to, to see that the Rays would throw a long-term contract to somebody after being 31. They just did it with Yandi. They, they, so, you know. Have that in mind, but I don't know if they would do that um, uh, with Randy. Also, Scott Boris is his agent, uh, and that doesn't really uh, bode well for what the race kind of try to do with uh, team-friendly deals. Scott Boris does not believe in that. So the age, the fact that he has three more years of control, and Scott Boris being his agent all give me signs that enjoy Randy Rosarena for the next year and a half 
Yeah, I would agree with you on those points, especially the Scott Boris angle. He strongly dislikes young player contracts. He's been very outspoken about them, mentioning Eloy Jimenez and Ronald Nacuna. So it would have to be a uh, mind-blowing offer uh, to Randy Rosarena and his agency group for there to be any consideration. So if you're thinking, oh, we could lock up Randy for 575, 680. No, I have the inkling that he wants and his agent wants at least a nine figure deal. We look at what Wander Franco got, not to say Randy would get what Wander got, but I think having those nine digits is very, very extremely important. So I think that's a big factor. I do like what you said about uh, Randy putting in the work. We've, we've, we've seen an extra level of maturity from him in the sense of looking at scouting reports, looking at video and really diving deep into the numbers at the suggestion of Scott Boris. And really one of the big things was, Hey, uh, how can I better perform in advantage counts when it's one Oh two, one, three Oh, whatever it may be. And and we've seen his numbers skyrocket from, from that perspective. And um, yeah, I think that uh, Randy is one of Scott Boris's golden goose uh, players that he's going to try to ro- ride the coattails to and, and get a deal with the, the Red Sox, the Yankees or the Dodgers or name a, a big money franchise. So I, I don't think he's going to be uh, in a raise uniform for an extremely, extremely long time or anything like that. Having said that, it, it's unfortunate because, I mean, outside of Evan Longoria has or is there a more um, more liked fan favorite level player in the Rays history? Can I can I adjust that? Has there been a fan a fan favorite player that produces very much on the field? Was okay. G-Man Choi lovable? Of course he was. Was Brett, uh, Brett Phillips lovable? Of course he was. The production was not really there. Uh, right. Randy Rosarena is a fan favorite, and the production is there. Like he is just the perfect formula. So if he were, let's say, instead of twenty eight years old right now, if he were twenty five, I could see a, a chance of it, you know, becoming a reality uh, of yeah. a long term contract. But given every everything that points, you know, the age, Scott Boris and. I just uh, uh, the fact that they just, they do have three years of control, but I do want to point out something that Mia said there in, in the beginning. Uh, we know that Wander Franco is going to be the the, fu- the future face of the franchise. If you ask MLB fans, name one player on the Rays. I I just bet like Family Feud style. The number one answer is not going to be Wander Franco. It is Randy Rosarena. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Um, and hot take here. I, I could see if if something can't be worked out or if he's only going to be in a raised uniform for another year and a half or so. San Diego Padres are always looking for a deal and they could tie in and leverage the Mexico factor because they are so close to the border. So I could see a West Coast team, you know, such as the Padres, such as the Dodgers, such as the end, uh, Angels, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, not to not to be too much of a Debbie Downer, but Scott Boris, that that's really the big answer right there as to um, why that that could be an now, issue. So 
Can't, now, being strictly as a fan and not looking at what would be the, the best thing to do, write him out. Write him out. I like yeah. Carl Crawford. Write him out. You know, uh, BJ Upton. Like, do you really need to to give him away if, if you have a window open of, of playoff contention? Do you really need to get a, a rookie 19-year-old uh, pitcher and an outfielder uh, in double A? Rather than just get a compensatory pick when, uh, when when he signs somewhere yeah. else after he he's a free agent, I I would I would love for them to just make that decision of writing him out because, dude, he's special. He's special. Yeah. He's a fan favorite, and there's something about Randy Land like that's that's money in Stu's pocket too. That's like, a that's a that's a team owner's dream, a marketer's dream, being able to capitalize and leverage that. And I think that also in turn, that not only helps the Rays bottom line and and getting more interest in the game and the team on a day to day basis. But I think Randy on a day to day basis as well, because that's kind of been the issue of he can step up in in big moments in big situations. But what about the rudimentary Average game in June, average game in May, average right. game in July. When it really counts, seemingly he steps up to the plate. But what is he doing in you know game 132 of the season? And, right. and I think having aspects like Randy Land where it does upbeat the environment a little bit, the fans love it. I think you know that it, it's just been a perfect storm for for everybody to to capitalize on that. So it's you know it's it's Tampa Bay Randy's basically it, it almost has that that level of mystique so yeah. um enjoy it while it lasts I'll just say that um and and go from there uh we have more questions to get to but first we have to tell you something very important and that is this do you want to win a hundred times your money on daily fantasy baseball of course you do well sleeper is now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like, including Randy Rosarena, if you so choose, and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big, B-I-G. Um, here's a little info about uh, Sleeper. It's a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Uh, it's become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022 while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. Sleeper Picks is a real money product that connects friends over picks as well. So, Listen closely. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It is currently operational in over 30 states, so check out Sleeper today. All right, getting to this next Mailbag question from John at obviously a burner on Twitter. He says, what is one new feature slash thing you'd like to be added to the new Tampa Bay Rays stadium? It can be something real or be as imaginative as you want. 
I'm going to let you take this one first. Okay. For one, I would say this about the stadium. I would like to see it in Hillsborough County or on the Tampa side versus the St. Petersburg or Pinellas side. I'll digress from there, but uh, maybe a couple of things here. One, just copy and mirror what Atlanta did with the battery, where you have a sports shopping restaurant entertainment hangout district that circumvents and surrounds truest park do that with the new tampa bay rays ballpark whether it's in st petersburg whether it's in tampa whether it's in timbuktu another thing that i'd like to see is um and i I don't know well i just like to see it is monitors ingrained or embedded on the back of seats at the stadium that are connected to Bluetooth. So people could go back and check out the replays, any replay, or just go from watching the on-field action to watching the television monitors. And maybe for those people that like to maybe keep to themselves and watch and listen to games by themselves, they can uh, plug in their headphones and and listen uh, or watch the, the radio or television broadcast while the action is going on in real time live on the field. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm imagining it like uh, on airplanes, the seat with the monitor, like that kind of thing. Exactly. That's exactly what I want to see. And I got the idea from, I don't know if other ballparks do it, but uh, I got it from really sitting in the 200 level section at Tropicana field where they do have small TV monitors hanging on the rafters more or less and you can go and look up and see oh man how did how bad was that call or how bad was that play or how nasty of a pitch was that to strike out a particular player or how did he make contact with that pitch you know just being able to kind of go back and forth especially if there's an obstruction um, while you're trying to watch the game not not everybody has the best of seats where you're behind home plate or wherever it may be. Sometimes you're in the nosebleeds and it's hard to see some of the action at times. So that would just be, you know, one of my, uh, one of my add-ins there, if you will. And maybe you could have it too, where it's, it's fully interactive and you could do some sort of mobile orders through that monitor. You can kind of do a, uh, you know, play around and, and pay and, you know, have an usher or not an usher, but you know, beverage person, bring you your, your food and drink. I don't know. That'd be cool. I, I'm in. I'm in for all of them. I'm thinking of. God, you went. You went very high tech. I was gonna go. This is how I know that I'm. I'm just a uh, a wannabe boomer here. Um, cup holders. I, I'm gonna die on that. That's gonna be my campaign slogan. Damn it, Stu. We need cup holders. Everybody. Okay. How much money are people wasting when you just kick a drink, either your own or somebody else's, yeah. because we don't have damn cup holders? Stu, come on, bro. Uh, And make sure it's large enough for those huge refillable sodas or what have you. Yeah, because apparently in the U.S. we just have to drink by the bucket. You have to have a trough of soda. Yeah, a trough of – yeah, exactly. We are Um, gluttons for punishment, literally and (laughs) physically – whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, Um, It's late. Yes. So that's number one. Number two, going off what you just said with the high tech thing, I'm imagining, you know, when you go to the museum and they give you like the little stick that has like buttons and then you can like hear, you know, what this art piece means or whatever. 
How about something like that where you kind of like deposit five bucks, you get the thing, and you have all the stat cast mm. uh, information. It's like, I don't know if an iPad or something like that. I, I think it could be incorporated into that monitor. You could kind of pick and choose whatever stats you want to utilize and incorporate and play with. And and you basically have bucks. a, yeah. I'm saying five bucks so people don't just run away with it, you know? So like they, they get their, you know, their monetary value back. It's a deposit right. or whatever. Uh, yeah. Having it in the seats, I just, feel, I just feel like that would be way more expensive. Well, maybe that's where in order to activate that you monitor, you it. have to tap or slide your credit card or debit card. And maybe if you don't want to use, okay, I don't need it. I can, I'm everything that I've got is on the field, but you have the ability if you pay your Ooh. five, 10, 15 bucks, whatever it may be. Oh, so that's not bad. That could not, work out. There we go. Oh man. Our capitalist so, brain is working a hundred percent. Hey, just coming up with ideas while we're at it. Let's, you know, add some padded seats or more comfortable seats or more leg room. That would be nice. I mean, as somebody who is tall and has long limbs and legs, uh, and, and people trying to squeeze in and out of roll. I mean, sometimes my knees are hitting, you know, somebody's shoulders. Yeah, it's not, it's so. right. Like can, if you're people, going to, if you're going to, if you say you're going to build a stadium of 25 to 28,000 people and right. make it more um, comfortable. Yeah. Make it more comfortable. And, so. and don't do like the whole airline thing. Oh, we can just put these people in, a, in like it's sardines in this yeah. metal tube that goes up in the sky. Like, no, 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 no. Give us a little bit of room now so we can actually enjoy the game without being all scrunched up for three hours. And with our herniated discs, then we have an issue uh, every time we go to a ball game. So I, I like that. So, OK, more spacious seats. We've got like Statcast monitors, cup holders, hopefully in Hillsborough yeah. County. John, I think we gave you a, a bunch there. And so if you have something else to say, write it down in the YouTube comments. I want to hear what you guys think that the new stadium should feature and some of that may alleviate all the people getting up and down from their seats constantly you make it comfortable enough and entertaining enough maybe people will chill out for that extra inning or extra couple of innings whatever it may be so yeah. you know and you could do a lot of things with that monitor you know give repay replay level access i i don't know i i think there's there's something to be said for that um I don't, but no, I, I, I like it. I like, I, and I, and I like the, the swipe, the, the credit card for it. I, I think you could do a lot yes. of different things with that idea. And you know what else you can do a lot with, uh, Kevin, mm -hmm. that's, that's wearing bird dogs, man. You yes. can do anything. You can do everything and anything that you want. I mean, Hey, you, you've got a, a date. You can wear those. You want, you want to have a, a picnic. You can wear those. You're going to a, uh, a yoga class. You can do it. You want to go golf uh and, and show off you can do that why because they're so comfortable and they fit way better than regular shorts that have that stiff restricting cotton bird dogs use an empty stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long because guess what we're in tampa it's very humid and so we need that so today Go get yourself something that will make you look so so good and you can do that by going to go uh birddogs.com slash Locked on MLB, or you can enter the promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You have seen me show it off on camera. It is amazing. I use it every day. So again, you can get that Yeti style tumbler free with your order. If you go to birddocs.com slash locked on MLB, 
or you use the promo code locked on MLB. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Uh, I actually have my bird dogs on right now, and I've been wearing them all day. I'm not even lying. I'm being 100% serious. I am wearing bird dogs as we speak. Let's go. Just let's saying. Go. So, all right, uh, let's get to this final mailbag question of the episode from Amy B at Amy Brain 2 on Twitter. She says, The Rays need pitching. Do they look to their minors, bring more guys up, give them a taste, or trade for an arm? Who gets traded? Also, Kevin Cash needs to leave his starters in the game longer, let them get into trouble, then they can see what they need to work on. All right, a lot of points and questions and capitalization there for Amy. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Amy, for for um, for writing to us with that with those questions. Okay, do the Rays need pitching? I think so. I think we've we've hammered this point over and over again. Um, yes, they do need pitching. Uh, who gets traded necessarily? Uh, it could be a situation like the last couple of years where it might not be somebody from the active roster, but it could be somebody from the forty man, just mm-hmm. to create a little bit uh, less of a of a crunch. So you you could see that you know, and, and that could be a Vidal Bruhan and Aranda. We we've we've thrown those names um, over and over again. Um, now I do believe they're, they're going to get some arms. I think it's going to be more on the, on the Chad Qualls side. And if you do not remember who Chad Qualls was, he was a relief pitcher who had like one good season with the Houston Astros, like in 07 or 08. And then the Rays brought him in 2010, I believe, uh, after like two really down seasons or one really bad season. And he was okay. But like throughout the whole trade deadline was like, oh, the Rays are going for it. Oh, my goodness. Something huge is coming. And Chad Qualls. So I just feel like we're amping this trade deadline a lot because the team is really good. And we I think the majority of us think that they're just one piece away to really be a a juggernaut uh for the playoffs and it might just come in a, a name that we don't know and it might be yeah. kind of a chad qual situation well the rays have expressed interest going to your chad qual's point in chris flexen who was recently designated for assignment from the mariners now flexen has had two good years and then has been god awful this year so maybe a maneuver like that uh you should probably get alex cobb out of your mind Get Marcus Stroman out of your mind. Get Josh Hader out of your mind. Get Giolito Hendrick, Hendricks out of your mind. Yeah. Um, now to uh, Anne's other points, um, the the workload thing. I'm not really sure how to attack it. I guess is she referring to Taj Bradley and or Yanni Torinos? I mean, is there been an issue with the workload of? Zach Eflin and Shane McClanahan? That's a good question. Um, I think that's maybe where she's coming from. Okay. Uh, that maybe Bradley and and Yanni are not um, given a longer leash. Is, is, is that maybe where she's Possibly. And, and maybe that's the thing. Again, it's a very long season. Um, Torinos has an injury history. Taj Bradley 
has basically the, the most he's thrown is between 100 to 133 innings in the minors. And maybe it's something where trying to do a little workload management as you ramp up for a deep September, October run, whatever it may be. Now, to her point, guess who's number one? I know people that they use bulk pitching and bulk pitching is the bullpen. I get it. Mm -hmm. But this is the point anyway. Guess who's number one in innings pitched from the bullpen and relievers in all of MLB? The race. race. Yeah. And and this is the thing. I mean, it's this isn't new here. This is what they've been doing and kind of what they reimagined and and pioneered over the last several years. Uh, Should we mention Blake Snell again and other guys again? So that's not a shocker from that end. And um, I kind of understand it based on what has happened with Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs, but um, well, yeah, do that, we that's, what's do that? We? Because do they, because who is more cautious about starters than the Rays? And yet every year one or two starters go down. So is this cautious? Um, philosophy really doing any difference yeah I mean, and I, and some people would maybe, say yes because they, yeah. instead of two guys it would be four guys but i don't know yeah that's that's possibly what it is and i yeah it's and let's not just put all the blame on kevin cash here too it's not just a kevin cash decision no, no, it no, 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 no. is also a front office decision yeah. of bradley's only going four tonight bradley's yeah. only going five tonight so right. That that's something that that also has to be considered. Um, yeah, I it's. Say uh, I, I will say that? this: when when people say, "Oh, uh, you know, it, it's okay that you know they're saving the bullets for October, um, uh, five innings, uh, four innings," so that makes sense. I, I want him pitching in October healthy. October comes, and five innings are up. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to get the boot. Yeah. They're going to come with the relief pitching. So those people that are, you know, uh, always front office uh, apologists. Come on, look in the mirror. Yeah. And I know the Rays aren't big on uh, chasing wins. And the other thing is they are in the driver's seat, more or less in the American League. So maybe they're in a position of we don't have to wear guys out to the extent of we're still in a really good spot. I don't know. I'm just trying to to maybe rationalize what they're trying to do. Um, I mean, out of the guys currently on the 40 man that are in the minors, uh, you've got Jalen Beeks, Calvin Fauche, Ryan Thompson, Colby White, Luis Patino, Andrew Kittredge, Tre- uh, Trevor Kelly, and Cooper Criswell. Any of those you see making a large impact? Not a large impact. Down the stretch. No. Okay. No. Uh, so they need to, to look externally then. I guess that is... Uh, yeah the big thing so yeah and again i mean i don't know i i have a feeling that taj bradley his workload is going to increase more so than what we've seen after going down to triple a then coming back and now we're seeing you know three four pitches from him and uh he seems to to really have some of those needed and necessary reps under his belt and that he can be maybe relied upon Going forward, maybe we will see more quality starts from him um, as uh, the season goes on. I don't know. Yeah, and and again, let's let's be honest. Tash Bradley is uh, like half a year advanced 
into what he should be. I mean, he's just there, guys, because of the whole injuries to Springs and Rasmussen uh, and company. Uh, he he should be in AAA right now. Uh, yeah. So these are all innings that he should have gotten the development in, in Durham and, and not in MLB. So you have to yeah. be patient. And maybe this is a learning lesson for the Rays going forward if, again, I mean, you, you should just have a, a base number of we're going to have X number of pitching injuries by hook or by crook in any given season. So maybe we will give that, you know, one year, $7 million deal to veteran pitcher, even though he has a career four, seven, five, four, eight ERA. Yeah. Like I'm okay with more Michael Walkers, <laughs> more rich. Someone's got to pitch the innings. Yeah. And besides you can't just run. And this is the point with the relievers uh, throwing the most innings. And yes, I know the bulk pitchers are included in that. Um, you you can't just run down your bullpen in August, dude. Like, you you can't do that because we know what ha- what happens. They ran down Nick Anderson, man, and then he had a floppy arm. Uh, by 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 the World Series, like you can't do that. You can't do that. And so I understand you want to keep your starters healthy and all that and save the bullets, yada yada yada. Okay, we've all bought into that. How about saving some bullets from the bullpen too? Can can we save those arms? No, you can't. You know why? Because they're more easily replaceable. And that's the truth. Can we go to the Braves and ask for Charlie Morton back? Ask for Nick Anderson back? Ask for Colin McHugh? I'm all for getting – acquire more Colin McHughes. Never forget. Never forget $15 million – it was rejected by the Rays for Charlie Morton in 2021. What Charlie Morton, Morton could have done in that rotation with that 100-win team in the playoffs makes yeah. me sad. So let's cut this episode right now. All right. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.